We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Updated Thanksgiving DraftKings picks, because no more Steelers, no more Ravens. I didn't think that they would be able to move this game whatsoever, just because the the financial burden that would be for that late game, where that's one of the highest rated games of the season. Obviously, we're in a situation now where they just couldn't play it. It would be unfair to play it for the Ravens, I suppose. Although now it's unfair for the Steelers, too, because they've now had two games pushed. But it's going to happen on Sunday, it appears, at the moment. I actually don't know what this makes for J.K. Dobbins or Mark Ingram at this point, either, for everyone who picked up Gus Bus off the waiver wire for season-long fantasy football, because I don't know if those guys are actually tested positive or if they were just on the COVID list and there wasn't enough time. Like, Adam Thielen is currently on the COVID list, but, like, four straight negatives or whatever happens with him, and he can play on Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be a similar situation for the Ravens running backs at this point or anyone on the Ravens who's potentially within range of being in close contact to someone with COVID-19. Not quite sure how that goes. So we're down from a three-game slate to a two-game slate. You can still check out most of the stuff from the Thursday or the Monday, the show I did on Monday with Joe Holka, uh, where we just break down game by game, but obviously there is no more Steelers-Ravens on this slate, so yeah, we didn't have time for a guest or anything like that, but I'm just going to shoot the shit with the uh, the producer himself. Everyone knows him as Paul Shaughnessy, or at Paul Shag on Twitter. Paul, you excited for a two-game slate? A little bit less excited. I mean, but Gus Gus Edwards seemed like the the cheap play that was probably not going to work, but was going to be in like all of our lineups. So if it's, I mean, if we're just, let's just say we're playing one lineup here, who are we stacking? Are we doing a game stack? Are we doing a team stack? Because it feels like the Texans are going to be the stack for everyone now, doesn't it? It really does. Like uh, uh, Watson clearly, clearly is going to be the most owned quarterback by a long shot at this point. Like. What? So we take away we take away Roethlisberger and Lamar. 
I mean, how many people are going to Stafford? They didn't even score any points last week. And Andy Dalton, woof. <laughs> I, I guess Alex Smith is probably the second best play. He's the cheapest quarterback, yeah. too. The problem is now, like, you don't need to save money. You can essentially afford a super team if you want to. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, only- I think I think everyone's just going to load up on Watson and then pivot from there if he do, if he busts basically. But so yeah, I mean, I'm looking through my roster right now, and it's I'm gonna have to do a little bit more uh, uh, to- toying around with it because you just I just have too many pieces of the uh, the Houston aerial assault. At yeah, this see, point. so so did I. And like when I went and looked at my lineup that I'll have to go edit right now. Uh, and like we're playing, I mean, I'm playing in the million maker. I'll play some smaller contests, but we have like a 10 person, like friend contest that we do. I only had one player from the Steelers Ravens game. And that was Deontay Johnson. So I, you're going to have to overload somewhere. Like who, who do you think the sleepers are that we need to take? Or do you just build around? Like, I would guess that Dalton is probably going to be the lowest owned of all of these quarterbacks. Yeah, who wants to play Andy Dalton? Though? No one. But if you can go like Dalton, Cooper, Schultz, like that's a unique build, I think. Yeah, that's that seems to make sense. I I don't know. I feel like the you know the Dallas Cowboys are what three point favorites in this game, and I think I think Washington probably should be the favorite. Yeah, I thought when we all took Washington on the spread picture, if people missed it, it we seems did this, too easy, doesn't it? We did the Thanksgiving spread picture. We did the week 12 spread picture. I guess if you want to see the Ravens and Steelers game for the Sunday slate, that's in the Thanksgiving show. That's already out. Best show of the year, by the way, the Wednesday morning spread pick show. It was pretty good. But we all picked Washington. It seems like everyone's on Washington. Although when I looked at the handle this morning, and maybe it's because Dallas is such a public team, like all of the money's on Dallas, which really surprised me. I guess Washington has been like the bottom feeder of that division for so many years. But like the thing about that division now is that everybody's a, do- a bottom feeder in that. Yeah. Divi- like the entire division is bottom feeding. Like these are essentially coin flip games. Like you said, the Texans are favored by three. Dallas is favored by three. Maybe this, I guess, do we know if Swift is going to be back or not? As of right now, he's still questionable. So like let's see to, if there's an update. He has to pass protocol. I saw David Montgomery Limited pass. participant in Tuesday's walkthrough practice. Yeah, so like it all depends on whether or not that he goes through. Like, it, So to me, Watson's going to be the chalk quarterback. If Swift plays, Swift and I'm guessing Gibson are going to be the two running backs everyone uses. McLaurin for sure, probably Will Fuller, the two chalky wide receivers it's like Hawk- you're reading my team what's that it's like you're reading my squad it, it, well i'm basically reading everyone's team like, <laughs> yeah, and, and like cooks at wide receiver is going to be super highly owned too mm-hmm. also on my squad I'm, I'm guessing hawkinson like just the most expensive guys like, defense is going to be super interesting because washington i'm guessing even at 3700 bucks it's like people will be able to afford them they'll probably play them maybe the texans against the lions like if you had to go between the cowboys or the lions just to get like unique what do you think you would do? I think I'd just go with the Cowboys. Three-point favorites. Maybe things get squirrely for Alex Smith. The problem is that it, I feel like the, the Cowboys defense has improved uh, the last couple weeks at least. Maybe uh, you just hope that they can stop the run game because if you're not going to generate any sort of fantasy points. But I think uh, the Cowboys were actually the defense that I had in place as it was, three point favorites, twenty eight hundred bucks. It seems to make some sense. Did you do the uh, the the double dip move and pair Dallas's D with CD Lamb? Yes, 
I mean, you, you basically ever you know how we're not allowed to give out lineups. I I think you just did. I just gave out your. I guessed your lineup. Yeah, basically. So so yeah, I, Chalk it, City here. So I only I, have one lineup. I, I yeah, I guess the point. I think if most people display one lineup, it's going to be some variation of the lineup that I just kind of said. So I, I guess you can take that as instructive of you know if you actually want to win one of these giant tournaments, like in our ten person contest i think that lineup is probably fine like you might it might be like a 2v2 versus someone else or like four other people who all have basically the same lineup which is probably the optimal lineup when we think about it just going in based on the projections but if you're playing in like the 20 dollar millionaire maker on the thursday slate on DraftKings, you probably want to i think it all starts with the stack that you go with like in the $20 contest, I'm not going to use Watson or the Houston stack. I think just by not doing that, I don't know who I'm going to end up landing on. I guess if I fade the Washington, I guess I could use McKissick out of the backfield. I could pair him with Alex Smith. That's a correlation that actually kind of makes sense. And then go with McLaurin, maybe Cam Sims. Like, who are like the sleeper jabroni players? Because I'm thinking like you got to leave at least a thousand bucks on the table in these giant tournaments, right? Yeah, that that's clearly makes quite a bit of sense i mean a lot of it rests the sleeper jabronis i imagine a lot of it rests on whether deandre swift suits up for that twelve thirty game we shouldn't have any problem by eleven thirty, we should know that because if he's out then you can start thinking about uh ap or carry, or carry on. on i would go ap over carry on that's fair um and galladay didn't practice on tuesday amandola looks like he's just not going to play so that leaves Marvin Hall and my guy, Spiro Agnew, who also returns kicks for the Lions. So like those two would be the Lions correlation defense if you wanted to use them. Agnew had six targets last week, played over 50% of the snaps. He played primarily in the slot where Danny Amendola usually plays. So I guess that would make like he's 3000 bucks. I don't think Schultz is kind of a sleeper. I think are people playing Dalton Schultz? I don't know what people are doing at tight end. Like people love Logan Thomas every week anyway. So on a four, two game slate where he's a part of it, if you're not going to pay up for Hawkinson, then I guess Logan Thomas makes the most sense. So yeah, maybe Schultz is the play. He caught a touchdown last week from Andy Dalton. I mean, Dalton Schultz and Logan Thomas, you go through their, you know, their game, the games that they've had this season. Dalton Schultz averages more per game than him, and everyone is going to be on Logan Thomas. It seems to make sense. I mean, everyone wants a piece of the wide receivers in Dallas, and why wouldn't you? That's the best part of their team right now. But, well, it's, hard, but it's hard to know who's who. Like, is it going to be a Lamb? Is it going to be a Cooper? Because Washington, yeah, has, the, the Washington problem with, has like the second best pass defense in the league. Logan Thomas does get obviously a lot of a lot of red zone work, but you know who else does? You can't play like Logan Thomas and like Antonio Gibson because, you know, if they get into the red zone a certain number of times, it's either Gibson or Logan Thomas that's going to get those touchdowns, right? Yeah, last three games, too, for Dalton Schultz. Six targets, seven targets, eight targets. Like, yeah, he's probably the tight end to use. Do you, I, I guess the Lions passing game is the one I'm most confused about because, like, I haven't really heard anyone mention Marvin Jones all week. And mm-hmm. now we don't know if Galladay is going to go. But if, like, Galladay plays, do you play Galladay? Is he going to be like the stud receiver no one uses? I mean, uh, if I don't play Galladay, he's probably going to pop off completely. I've, I don't think I've ever got Kenny Galladay correct. Anytime I play him, he completely busts. Um, so that's just like built into my psyche or whatever. I wanted to use the running game against against Houston by any means necessary. So that swift news is is obviously super important. If he's in, 
He's kind of the running back. You just lock in and go. Um, how, how many lineups in the big contest do you think will be dead from the outset because people didn't adjust for the Steelers Ravens game? God, I hope not. Like, that le- many. like less than one percent because I would say it's probably like around three percent. You'd be surprised how many people build lineups and like on Monday and then don't check them. Yeah, yeah, I am. Ima- yeah, there's and you know people are going to be busy uh, south of the border with with you know I don't know if people are getting together for family stuff state by state. I imagine it. It's a bit is, different. It's yeah. totally different uh, place to place. But yeah, there's with, you know, traveling on on today, it'll probably slip. Yeah, maybe three percent of people's minds for sure. Let's see. I'm going to look up the ownership percentages right now before the game was canceled. Like Mark Andrews, James Conner and Gus Edwards were like the three high owned guys from that game. But it, it's funny. The guy that we didn't mention, actually, on if you go to FTNDaily.com, you can use code Mayo. Uh, you get access to the ownership projections, the player pro- stat projections, the cornerback matchups, all that stuff. There's free stats up there, too. You can find those in the description of the video and podcast. But like Zeke, Kyle has projected as the highest owned player on the slate. Zeke, Fuller and Duke Johnson. Maybe if you just fade those three guys, you can play the Watson stack. Like, don't use Fuller, use Cooks. I had no intentions of playing Zeke. Neither did I, but maybe... I, I It's funny, because maybe it's just because the three people I've talked to about this, we didn't have any interest. And it's probably because we all kind of think Washington's the better team, and then so that would create a game script where Zeke gets pulled out. Or he doesn't get pulled out. He never gets completely pulled out of the game script. But I, I clearly, you know, your entire... Uh, spread picks show and me sitting here we all think Washington's a slightly better team public loves Dallas and that kind of I mean I'm thinking of like last year where Dallas was a favorite against my Buffalo Bills and how'd that work out Cowboys Cowboys fans not so well did it Um, so I think yeah we've been looking the 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 real thing I think the question of the slate is uh, like anytime you want to play Dallas is like which receiver is the receiver that gets the touchdowns, gets the extra run. I mean, it's kind of crazy that Amari Cooper is what? He is $5,700, and like it doesn't seem like anybody really wants to play him. I, I Cooper right now was initially projected at 34%. Okay, what's CeeDee Lamb at? CeeDee Lamb was projected 18%. Okay. And Gallup was projected at 8%, along with Dalton Schultz was projected yeah. at 8%. Gallup, Gallup's a Ponzi scheme, though. That just never works out. Yeah, yeah, it seems so enticing every week because you can make the case of but how he gets there. I say that this. now, and then this will be the week that he gets like an 80-yard touchdown on like two targets, one reception, and one of them that goes goes to the house or something. But yeah, looking at looking at the ownership here, it looked like everyone was on Washington or the Steelers. So a lot of that Steelers ownership is probably just going to go on to Washington. I think if you try to get tricky, like I said, Cam Sims. From Washington, if you want, like, the guy that no one has, Agnew, instead of Marvin Hall from the Lions. Uh, And I do think that strategy of playing McKissick and Gibson together, I don't think people will do that. And I think that those guys are relatively independent of one each other, just because they're on the field at the same time, that you can have a situation where McKissick just piles up a ton of receptions and yardage, and maybe he gets into the end zone. And if Washington does win that game, Gibson scores, like, two, three touchdowns, something like that. I think that's a way to get away from ownership and make your roster somewhat unique. I don't think you need to go like full contrarian. Like if you wanted to use the Watson stack, it's the best stack or you probably should use it unless you want to go completely off the board, but not using fuller is probably access to it. Not having Zeke in that same lineup, like something like that, I think is the move. 
Yeah, losing that losing that game really changes this uh, changes this around. We're obviously reacting like on in the real fly time. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be very very tricky. Leave, if you want to win the big bucks up top, yeah, clearly leaving leaving a bunch on the on the board is going to come in handy. What about your boy Keek the Sneak Kiki QT? Oh, he Kiki he's in my lineup. Oh, I bet I bet he is. Ken, Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. Kiki, a- let me let me predict your uh, let me guess your Yeah, lineup. I will bring up Kiki, my lineup. Kiki QT, JD McKissick. Uh one sec, let me pull it up here. Well, let's see if you're right or wrong. We'll play the uh, family feud style here. I'm just going through the guys that that Pat that I love every week. You love it. I d- I actually don't have McKissick in the lineup. Oh, he'll be there by the time. Right, by the time I off. finish up, yeah. So Kiki is in it. Kiki QT, uh, tight end. Who did? Oh, he's going to go with Logan Thomas. Nope. No, no. Then you went Dalton Schultz. I did go Dalton Schultz. Okay, he was the one part of the pass. I basically just stacked. I left Schultz as my only Dallas player and just ran it back with all Texans and uh, footballs. Interesting. And Swift. Because okay. I, I have like I, there's four thousand dollars left on the table in this lineup. Because it doesn't have thousand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can make a lot of pretty easily on this slate. Like, why are you playing Kiki QT then? Because I want to get different. I think QT's going to have a good game. But like, you could you could pay. Is he going to have a better game than Will Fuller? I in terms of how I mean maybe You're in not- this in this ten person one um, maybe I should switch on to Fuller but I think for the larger contest that I'm using Watson as my quarterback that I have him with Cooks and Cutie I didn't want to use Akins and I didn't want to use Fuller so I just need Cutie to catch a touchdown and not Fuller I think you probably hey I'm I'm against you in this contest so I'm gonna have to jumble up everything I just said but. I feel like you can probably uh, upgrade at some position. There. Oh, I can upgrade at any position I wanted to. The problem is I've basically maxed out. Like, maybe I'll take another Dallas uh, Dallas receiver mm-hmm. in that spot. But I, I, I kind of like my... I mean, I have Agnew in the lineup, too. Maybe I just get off of him. <laughs> you have Agnew. Yeah, I have Agnew and Cutie. I imagine in this, in this 10-player league, uh, you may be the only... He'll be 10% owned. I, I gotta gotta go look at these bets right now. What what is Agnew first touchdown? How many entries we got so far? We got five of ten in our five uh, of ten. Yeah, best. You want me to send you the uh, the link here? Yep. All right, twenty dollar contest. Is Cust Tim seventy seven or is that Butts? No, that's Butts. Cust always says he's going to join and then doesn't join until like one minute before and then complains that sometimes it's full. <laughs> he's like, but I've had the link for three days. I didn't sign up. Let's see here. Props. Let's get into some player props. First touchdown. Where's Spiru Agnew? Let's make that oh, 50 to 1 first touchdown. I'm going to bet him 50 to 1 first touchdown, 10 to 1 anytime touchdown. You're a sick puppy. Hey, listen, it's just money. I probably don't need to bet that much on the 50 to 1 now, do I? There we go. I'm a, how a- much? Agnew 50 to 1 first touchdown. Agnew anytime touchdown, 10 to 1. Watch him get like one snap in this game. That's going to be fun. So for the record, Agnew is the new is the new JD McKissick. Well, he's not a running back. He's a receiver. Although they do give him carries. He's, he's so basically he's like the new like Duke of Ellington. Yeah, and Duke Ellington past. was good. Yeah. Where's you, Ke- where's Kiki in this game? Keek to sneak. Oh, he's 20 to 1 first touchdown. See that? There's no value in that. I forgot that Mohamed Sanu is on the Lions. Yeah, I, 
He ran snaps last week. The Lions, that's the thing about that total in that game, though, too, is that it's, what, 51 right now. And I know that neither of these teams have been exemplary on defense recently, but the Lions receiving core, if Kenny Galladay is out, like, it's pretty sad. It's a sad state of affairs in it's just Detroit right now. What's that? We, we, we've continued to not talk about Marvin Jones in this game. And he's basically great, except for, I mean, he had the touchdown call back last week, but I think he had caught touchdowns in three of the past three games that Galladay was out. Yeah, Marv may be the play. I may have to squeeze Merv. Here, Marv here is the move, because I'm also betting Garrick Higo in the South African Elford Dunhill. I kind of think, think that 51 goes under, though. I can see that. So here's what I'm doing. Garrick Higo to win the Elford Dunhill Championship. He's now down to 33 to 1, which I'd still bet anyway because I'm only making one bet. Parlayed with Jamal Agnew, anytime <laughs> touchdown, 10 to 1. That's going to be worth 10 of my dollars. Win te- or spend 10 farms and win how many farms? Uh, 373 farms. Nice. So 373 to 1. There, there's Pat's. There's a way to lose 10 bucks. Of there this you game. go. I, I think that's. I think we talked through it a little bit. I feel a lot better now. I uh, I have. I still have questions. You ask. You got questions you want to ask me, or like that's it. You got questions you want to develop on your own here. So I don't know. Um, we didn't even talk about Hawkingcust. I like him. Like I could get to him over. Maybe that. Maybe it's double tight end. Maybe that's a way to be unique. I mean, what he's had. He's been great. The like, the targets have been pretty good. He's just not finding the end zone. So Seven targets last week in sixty. Like on this type of slate, yeah, you could go. That sh- may be enough, right? I mean, like ten point eight points from your tight end, who's forty seven hundred dollars on this slate, especially if like this Detroit game maybe goes under. Um, and it doesn't. It doesn't turn into a full full fledged. I think. I think it's risky biz. Everyone kind of thinks that this is like the big time shootout, but. One of these teams didn't even score a damn point last week. That's true, and Stafford's thumb might be fucked, too. Yeah. So you could go tight end and flex, go Schultz and Hawkinson. I doubt many people do that. And then you can just go chalk the rest of the way. I think we just uh, we just curated my new lineup. I love we going double we, we, tight end. We figured end. out the lineup. Please, no one else out there use it because we obviously just found the winning lineup. But yeah. that, that's going to be the move. That or McKissick and Gibson together. I think I'll let you stick to that one. But I mean, I don't even have it. I got to have some leverage off of you I in our 10-man league. But McLaurin is like, can you can you make a lineup that doesn't have McLaurin or Swift in it? Like if Swift plays? It feels like you can't. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah, obviously. That's just can. not what I'm, though. I'm I, not I, going that route. Like Swift, McLaurin, and Cooks are probably my three favorite plays on the slate. Like I don't care how popular they get. I'm going to use them. That seems fair. You're going to have to use, like, eventually you, you have to use some of the good people that everyone else uses. You have to pick and choose and hope to get lucky that Will Fuller doesn't go for 200 yards kind of thing. Hundo P. three touchdowns. 100%. All right. That'll do it. Follow Paul on Twitter at Paul Shag. Check him out on the Dog or Past MMA Picks podcast on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network, by the way, or download the Pat Mayo Experience podcast to get the audio versions of this. Or if you want to listen to the MMA Picks through your earbuds on your phone, you can subscribe to the Dog or Past podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you download podcasts. Just type in Dog or Pass and download. What is it this week? UFC what? UFC Vegas 15? 
Good. How many people are going to fuck? Are we going to get a Steelers Ravens situation where like three fights are off the card? Oh, I mean, that we we could only be so fortunate with the uh, slate of affairs on this card. It's it's this card's looking pretty rough. I'm looking forward to talking to Cody about it because. Uh, I mean, it's hard to find value on it, and uh, when you start doing the tape, you're like, am I really going to bet my hard-earned dollars on insert fighter's name here? Yeah, but yeah we- check out the show, and uh, hopefully Cody can uh, steer me in the right direction, because I was doing tape until the wee hours of the morning last night, and not going to lie, like, I don't feel great about very much of it. Okay. Smash the like button for the episode. Give me your favorite sleeper play, by the way, down there. And subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Uh, you can check out the previous shows from the week. Like, they're not completely out of date. Just that game isn't happening on Thursday. It's still happening. Um, and even when Hulk and I break down each of the games, you can still get a sense of where we're at here. But I don't know. We just kind of recapped where we're at and changed our opinions just a little bit because of the now two-game slate on Thanksgiving. Everyone play on DraftKings, all right? Smash the likes up. I think I got it all out of the way. I'm Pat Mayo. Enjoy your holiday. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.